welcome to another Keel Hall podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, I am bringing on a special guest, a very long conversation, and someone that I have really had a good time chatting with, and that is none other than Sightless Combat. You can find him over at Sightless Combat with a K on Twitter, as well as other social media platforms, including Mixer. A lot of our conversation deals with how he approaches gaming as someone without sight. Uh, Now, there's a bit of a distinction between some people who consider the term blind as having some vision versus uh, uh, like being legally blind versus having no vision at all. So he is sightless and he has a great perspective on what it means to game without sight, having uh, different ways of navigating different games and learning about him and his life and playing games has been a really, really interesting take. There's two articles that I want to point you to in the show notes. One is from 2017, which was an old spotlight from the Xbox Ambassador program. And then one is the latest May uh, spotlight that he got for becoming the Xbox Ambassador of the Month. So there are two different articles that you should dive into to learn more about his personal thing with how he uh, plays games and stuff. So I'm going to be uh, chatting with him. This is uh, a longer episode and we dive into a lot of different discussions and it may seem like some of the conversations that we have get a little heated. All of this is with the understanding that uh, we're we're trying to pose opposing arguments, different perspectives, and I'm, I'm purposefully going against uh, what he's saying because I like to to, to have these, these uh, discussions. So not all of the things said are representative of how we actually feel, but it was a good conversation to try and bring up some of the harder topics to talk about in Sea of Thieves, especially when it comes to uh, what's considered normal gameplay, uh, PvE versus PvP in a PvE PvP uh, game, private servers. Uh, we just got discussed a lot as far as building accessibility options in a game that already feels like it has a lot of accessibility. But when you really think about some of the things that um, that are in a game for someone who's sightless, like combat is, it's almost impossible uh, in its current state to play without assistance. And that's from other players as well as the tools in game. So a lot of the conversation that we had is coming from a perspective that I know very little about. And that was why I thought it was so important that I have him on this episode so that you guys can get that perspective as well. Because the more perspectives we have, the better understanding of how people try to play the game. And like he says towards the end of the episode, the more people that play we all win. If everyone if everyone plays, we all win. And I absolutely love it. So without further ado, I give you our conversation with Sightless Combat about Sea of Thieves, accessibility, all that and more on this week's episode of Keel Hauled Podcast. So let's let's start from the beginning because I I reached out on Twitter because I wanted to find people who are are more familiar with the realm of accessibility than I am. And and I recognize that this is a big gap in my knowledge. And I wanted to try and correct that. So my, my goal with reaching out to anyone that I was already familiar with on Twitter uh, who, who deals in accessibility was to try and try and kind of um, 
ex expose just how many different types of accessibility there are out there. And, and uh, you reached out to me and it really like, for, I don't know why, but it probably has to do with the fact that my, my aunt is blind and that she, you know, I remember, I remember growing up with that and, and how to, how, she, how living with her or not living with her, but staying with her during vacations, it was, it was apparent that her lifestyle was, was so much different than what I expected and it, and it was kind of a shock and it's kind of <laughs> you know when your last name is keller and people find out that you have a blind aunt the immediate question is wow. is is it helen <laughs> is it is it helen keller wow so wow it always kind of stuck in the back of my mind and that was always a thing growing up it was like i have a blind aunt with the last name of keller and it's just like it was a point of of mocking for me growing up and I always I always hated the fact that it was like yeah I get it my last name's Keller her last name's Keller she's blind I get it and it always frustrated wow. with yeah me. that sounds that sounds yeah tough. it was frustrating so the uh, you know when I when I think about you know what what people without sight have to deal with on a daily basis it's it it's like I have like a personal sense of empathy because I already understand like there are big issues. Like the fact that I got bits of that just because I was related to her, I can't even imagine what her life growing up must've been <laughs> mm. with, with dealing with that. So, yeah, I mean, I suppose it's different as well, considering sort of generations and everything mm -hmm. else. So, uh, yeah, there's that to consider. Yeah. Hope. But, uh, yeah, actually I, I think it's fair to make a distinction, uh, now if I may, mm -hmm. Um, so I'm just to, just to be clear to everybody on the, on the podcast who's listening, I'm an accessibility consultant and a gamer without sight. So in my role as an accessibility consultant, I go around studios, uh, including rare. I had the good fortune to go and visit rare, uh, amazing bunch of folks, uh, down the, look, up at that studio. Uh, I got to participate in an inclusive design sprint. That was absolutely brilliant. And uh, got to share many stories from the Sea of Thieves, of course, Arr. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and all that. You know, all the, all the pirate voices definitely happened on that day. Oh, that cool. was that was a good <laughs> laugh. Um, yeah, and uh, me uh, doing narration or like fake narration for Sea of Thieves. That I was laughing and joking about that because I got mistaken for um, being the uh, guy who voice acts the trailers whose name escapes me. Uh, I've had a couple of crews say to me, you're the guy who voice acts the trailers. I'm like, no, I'm not. I just happen to be able to do a reasonably good uh, <laughs> version of it. It's like, here on the Sea of Thieves, we've seen many things, but one thing we haven't seen is a pirate with two eye patches over both eyes. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. Or that whatever. is pretty so good. <laughs> yeah. But essentially, uh, the reason I said I'm a gamer without sight is because... I make that distinction deliberately. So you're probably thinking, well, you're blind, aren't you? And the answer is technically you're correct. But the fact of the matter is I use the term gamer without sight because legal blindness, which is often just sort to being blind, can and often does include usable and or residual vision, which I've never had. Yeah. So it's always a key thing. You know, I've I've been asked so many times, how much can you see then? <laughs> yeah. It, and that's so and that 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 gets to me that get that can get to me at times it's just like i've told you i am a gamer without sight and there is a reason i say that <laughs> big big distinction so, yeah because uh, that yeah and that's what like yeah <laughs> gro growing up that was a it, it was definitely something because when i think of of um someone who's who's 
like blind versus legally blind. I never grew up with that distinction. I always had the had my nobody does. my aunt's perspective. Yeah. <laughs> so when I when I listened to um, when I listened to Access Granted with Steve Saylor, and he speaks uh, as far as like uh, his experience, it's clear that that he does have some residual vision when he's playing, and that. Yes, which is actually funny because uh, I've had p numerous people over the years say, talk to Steve Saylor, he might be able to help. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's literally because his thing, well, I say literally, it's pretty much because his uh, sort of handle says blind gamer. Yep. And then I actually I actually talked to him about this and it, it became apparent that, you know, there was <laughs> a uh, sort of an interesting uh, sort of, desync as it were mm -hmm. between one and the other um no steve steve's great though steve, steve's brilliant at, at what he does but it's it's a different yeah perspective on things you know steve can play doom eternal to varying degrees i have to have sighted assistance to play doom eternal yep. uh for instance and so, uh yeah doom eternal is brutally hard but let's not go into that because that's part of my review that you can read on my website well let's <laughs> let's um i actually let's, yeah let's start but i i write Let's yeah, dive into. Yeah. I was going to say I wrote reviews for, for stuff, and I do. So I write accessibility reviews. I do uh, live streams on Mixer. I, I'm Xbox ambassador, play host now as well. So uh, doing my first stream tomorrow as of recording this. So that's going to be interesting. And uh, yeah, so I do. I do a fair amount in terms of additional stuff other than studio visits. Is what I was going oh, yeah, to just did. quickly clarify <laughs> in case people were wondering so i wanted to um I, I feel like i keep jumping around here on you uh because i wanted to get into into that because you talked about um being uh, an xbox ambassador and and you're doing your first stream so you did get you were chosen as the ambassador of the month for for this month uh which i think Indeed. which i think and that was a, that was surreal so awesome <laughs> such a but brilliant yeah. brilliant but surreal it was just like whoa okay this is new <laughs> yeah so cool that they that they that they picked you up and in the i'll have a link in the show notes if anyone wants to go over to the actual ambassadors uh website which everyone should especially if you're a community builder um i just signed up yesterday because i realized it was uh like I, I was like i haven't even really dove into this you realized it was free well not even that i just didn't even know it was a thing until you actually so if 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 wow. not for the fact okay because i'm not i'm not a main xbox person i still don't even own an xbox one but because i've been so ingrained in the sea of thieves community and trying to build up a build up the community there i was realizing that like there's there's a whole lot more xbox community out there and i just don't have I don't have any any visibility of it when it comes to what I do. So I was like, you know what? I really should, like I'm doing this with CFEs. <laughs> I feel like I should probably start doing yeah, this for Xbox. It's like, it's like I probably need to, it's like I probably need to look at Xbox stuff because CFEs. But yep. yeah, no, that makes sense. So, um, I'll, Well, I'm glad I could introduce you to the ambassador community sort of through me. Yeah. If that's, you know. Yeah, you brought light. <laughs> glad I could help with that. Glad I could, uh be of of assistance with yeah, that yeah I, I was but, excited yeah so 
So you got the interview. What was yeah. um uh what was it like kind of uh getting getting that email and saying like, hey, by the way, we wanna we wanna showcase you and, and have you as uh the the ambassador of the month. Uh I was really pleased. I was just like, Oh wow, this is this is cool. I get to, you know, publicize, you know, what I do in terms of accessibility, you know, important stuff that needs to to happen, you know, sort of bridge sort of bring community you know, bring various individuals together through sort of just showing that accessibility is is crucial. Yeah, really, is is a useful thing to to have. I mean, if it weren't for say Gears Five having the accessibility options it has, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have played so much mm -hmm. of it. And I mean, Sea of Thieves is a different case because the accessibility was added much later. Yeah. Um. Well, the or I say the accessibility was added much later. The menu and user interface narration. Uh, was added much later but i'd been playing sea of thieves for a good couple of years or a good year before that um because uh, my sea of thieves story starts back at e3 in uh, 2017 i actually got to go to my first e3 that year oh, nice which was really really cool so i got to see the reveal of the uh the i, I can't remember if the one x was revealed then but i, I know the actually i think i got it i think it got its name that year i yeah. can't remember but essentially lots of interesting things happened that year yeah um i remember that much that was that was a good year uh as was uh the year after that i got to go to because i got to see halo infinite and gears 5 announced uh, <laughs> and i was in the room for that i was in the crowd which oh, was that's cool yeah that was amazing uh shame there was no killer instinct announcement but who knows you never know maybe in the future yeah <laughs> yeah uh yeah that'd, that'd be good ki update patch for greater accessibility and possibly new stuff i don't know I, i'm getting off tangent here but essentially <laughs> Uh, E3 2017, I, you know, Sea of Thieves is kind of a, a thing there. And I'm like, this is really cool. I wonder how accessible it is. And I go and talk to, I think it was Joni and a couple of others whose whose names escaped me at this point in time. Mm -hmm. But uh, I go and talk to those three, uh, three lovely people from Rare. And I'm essentially saying, you know, as a gamer without sight, what can I do? And uh, one of the three looks me straight in the face and says, well, you could always steer the ship. And I'm thinking, what? <laughs> like, I, I couldn't actually just prevent myself from just laughing because it seemed completely ludicrous. I must, I must mm -hmm. say, it seemed completely ridiculous. And I was like, no, no, you're joking, right? You must be. And, you know, I, I thought that much until I actually got in front of the game, uh, got guided to the helm via you know just general instruction yeah basically uh you know sort of go left a bit right a bit look around a few whatever um uh, and then i got to the helm and then realized that there were haptic cues so sort of vibrational feedback cues mm -hmm. on the wheel and uh from that point on uh it was it was amazing because uh we i think at one point we went between maybe a two or three way ship battle we weren't actually fighting back we just sailed right through it and i was like oh wow well this is fun <laughs> um and then of course there was the the story of the pirate who uh decided to i don't know if it it was the same pirate but i find it i think it's funnier if it was mm -hmm. um because there was a there was at least there was a pirate who decided to drink all the grog and get profusely drunk and then tried to navigate us but held the map upside down so <laughs> So whether that was the same pirate twice, I can't actually remember, <laughs> but the point still stands. It was really quite funny. And we were just like, don't let that pirate near the grog or the map. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, 
Yeah, and then from there, you know, I, I joined the uh, the beta, you know, the sort of technical test thing that was going on at that yeah. point. Uh, the I can't remember what it was called then because it's changed names a few times. The sort of insider program. It was alpha uh, thing. There, there were it's, it went through a few different names. Pioneers. Um, sort of over the. I I don't think it was that. I think pioneers came after, um, after I joined at least, but. So I played I played Sea of Thieves in in sort of a pre-launch state. Gotcha. And that was uh, very interesting finding people to crew up with where I could. It was mostly just jumping into games with randoms, mm-hmm. really, and uh, just saying to people, "I have no sight. Uh, mind if I join your crew?" And then sometimes they didn't understand. Other times they did, and it worked out really well. We'd spend hours there, you know, just voyaging around doing stuff. That's um, yeah. And then during a, a video that I recorded at like around the time of the game's launch, uh, I recorded a, a demo of me actually with a crew and uh, ended up being able to go on the cannons. And we figured out a sort of rudimentary workaround for targeting. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was quite fun. Uh, blowing up skellies with cannonballs. I mean, who doesn't enjoy that, right? Yeah, feels real good. <laughs> you know, it's just like, fire! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very worthwhile. And then I've carried on playing... Um, you know, gradually streaming Sea of Thieves where I can, when I can, finding a crew. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, other than the the tales of griefing that aren't exactly uncommon on the Sea of Thieves, uh, sounds like a narration line, doesn't it? Other than the tales <laughs> of griefing that aren't exactly uncommon on the Sea of Thieves, <laughs> <laughs> you know, other than that, uh, it's 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 a really good when you've got the right crew at your back and you know, a good voyage or two to work with. Um, you know, you can have a lot of fun. Sometimes it goes horribly sideways at a moment's notice, but it's definitely if you, as I say, if you can get a crew who understands the challenges that you're gonna face as a gamer without sight, then it's definitely worth uh, you know, going with it and just trying to at least, you know, at least do one or two voyages and see how you get on. Yeah. Because it's not gonna be for everybody. Yeah. But yeah, so that's kind of a my Sea of Thieves story, you know in a sort of vague nutshell there so do you normally have like a, a group of friends that you play with like when you are jumping into gears or you're jumping into sea of thieves or do you just kind of uh so, uh, it depends on the game really okay. kind of um though though admittedly you know I, I do try and have you know sort of certain people i run with but the the frustration being at times that you know say Say all your friends are offline at once, which does happen, right? Mm-hmm. That none of them are on, and you want to you want to play. You are then stuck with a choice. It's either go in and join randoms or play something else. Yeah, uh, you know neither of which are ideal, but you just have to work with it at this point in time, anyway. Yeah. But you know, I, I try and I try and play with, you know, if I if I get a regular crew together and we say, you know, let's voyage at so and so time and do these things then I try and make that happen. Mm. So, uh, you know, I think, I think it just varies from it's, it's not, I don't have a set crew to run with. I just run with who I can get hold of or whoever wants to run with me. So, uh, you know, as long as that, as long as they're friendly, understanding and willing to, you know, well, interested in learning, I should say about accessibility and, uh, you know, working with me on that, then, uh, you know, all the better for it. So, so in yeah. in your streams, uh, while you're playing, how hard is it to 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 kind of keep keep a an ear on what you're what you're playing, and then also 
pay attention to chat? Like, do you, do you generally have to solo all of that or do you, do you have anyone that helps kind of, uh, feed you some of the inquiries that you get about playing, uh, without sight? Generally, generally I end up soloing it to be honest. Um, Mm -hmm. because you know, that's the way, I mean, I mean, it may be that if I do play host streams with CFEs in the future, which isn't, you know, a, a bad idea. I've considered doing that anyway. But, uh, you know, if I end up doing that, then that might change. But normally I end up just soloing it. Sea of Thieves is actually one of the better games to work with when you've got, uh, you know, when when you're trying to re-chat and do, you know, sailing and stuff at the same Mm -hmm. time. It's actually not too bad because there will be moments where, you know, say you're doing a a voyage for the Gold Hoarders, for instance. You'll stop off at an island. You'll, uh, for lack of a better turn of phrase, you'll park up. Yep. (laughs) And uh, you'll... You know, your the rest of your crew will jump off, go onto the island, and I will end up being the one keeping an ear and a weather eye on the storms and the ships of the Sea of Thieves, <laughs> whatever. Um, I will be sort of keeping a a watch on what I can, yeah. uh, which isn't admittedly very much because sometimes things don't have as much of a sound cue as you think. So, say people swim up and you're not sure, you know, you can't tell whether it's a friendly or not, yep. like you'd be able to if you could see. Uh, and ships don't have sound cues, which I've always found to be rather odd. Skelly ships do, of course, but that's a whole other thing. Um, but in terms of, you know, I end up sort of using those opportunities just to look at the chat and catch up with it. So say, uh, you know, we're fighting a Kraken or whatever, and then two minutes later we have a lull in all the, uh, in all the sort of the, the chaos. Mm-hmm. There's a sort of a drop in the, the action. Then I'll use that time to have a look at the chat and catch up on things. But the good thing is I have a bot that uh, gives me all these little audio cues that tells me most of the time when I've got messages coming in and things. Yeah. So I'll be able to see the majority of the time I'll be able to see what's going on, even if I can't directly respond to it and have to wait a little while. Actually, I forgot to mention, uh, fishing has been a thing that I've been able to do in the Sea of Thieves recently. Oh, fun. Um, as of, you know, when that came yeah. in. Uh, so there's, I, I did a, a highlight reel from a stream that we called uh, Fishing and Fortune. Uh, I can't remember exactly why, but there was a reason at the time. <laughs> but uh, essentially, uh, it was I'd, I'd had a a practice on like a, a stream or two before we'd we'd had a little practice yep. of it, and it's actually kind of workable. It's actually uh, reasonably accessible. It's not easy by any means, and also your line can get caught on things that you you genuinely can't do anything yeah. about. So if somebody positions you incorrectly, then your line will get caught. And even if you think you've caught the fish, you haven't. Yep. <laughs> so, so that's the thing. But you know, once you get the hang of it, it's actually quite fun to do. Uh, I should do more of that on stream. So, uh, if I'm being honest, but I I enjoy that. I'm I'm curious from your perspective. Um, I wanted to tie, I wanted to dive into Sea of Thieves sound because I, I think it's one of the few games that like I was I was so I was as as reference I was reading through the Xbox Ambassador uh, uh, interview that they had with you and you spoke well about the active reload feature in Gears Five and how you're able to kind of tune in on the on the actual audio cue for when you get an active reload versus like a, a perfect reload in uh, just having a better sense of when it's time to, to, to trigger that. With Sea of Thieves, uh, a lot of the audio cues are present and can be useful. 
but there are a lot of audio cues that just do just don't and and i think you bring up a really good one which is uh incoming ships is do you well not just not just incoming ships but just ships really because even if a ship is like just idle mm-hmm. you know there's no cue for it so say you're sailing past the ship and it's not moving yeah uh, you know everyone else will be able to see that but i wouldn't know it was there yeah um and you know same you're right though incoming ships and you know generally you know i'm kind of surprised that that's not a cue really that there's not anything that's been done for mm-hmm. that um, especially considering the Meg has audio that sort of moves around. And yeah. I know the Meg's a whole different, literally a whole different beast, but <laughs> you know, it's a matter of, yeah, I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> In terms of that, you know, you can tell where the Meg is, especially if you, I will say this, if you've never played Sea of Thieves on a surround sound system, so that's not what I do when I stream, but when I'm off stream, mm-hmm. I play with a full 5.1 rig. If you've never done that, then do that because you will love it probably man yeah it's, it sounds good especially when you're in like a big sort of um skelly fort kind of deal mm-hmm. uh, i've not done a fort of the dam jacks apparently they take about three hours to stock up for <laughs> which is why i've never done one um because i don't have three plus hours to that and i can't be of any help i would just end up standing on the ship waiting for stuff which doesn't really seem fair but yeah in terms of audio cues uh you know a lot is handled kind of by the narrated ui now they've recently updated it as Mm -hmm. well because uh before there wasn't cues for like the inventory uh, so narration to tell you what item you were on so your compass your banjo your concertina whatever else uh, your bucket all of those things you couldn't tell what you were on unless you remembered it now that's actually not the case you can now just you if you've got the correct settings turned on in the uh in your either your xbox app or on your console itself you can actually tell, you know, what items you're using. Yeah. And that that's brilliant. That's been very, very useful. That... Partly because the compass is also useful when you're uh, walking around. You can uh, use that to walk uh, slowly so that people can sort of guide you without you falling off the side of a ship, mm. for instance. Yeah. Which has happened on numerous occasions. So <laughs> it's like it's like keep going, keep going, stop. Oh, I fell off the side again, <laughs> or whatever. So yeah, that that happens. You were gonna say? Um, I'm I'm curious because I I didn't like I I never realized that there were narrated items in the inventory. Does that extend to like ship rid- or to uh to maps as well? Like when you're looking at a say like a gold hoarder map that has a riddle on it, uh, does it? Oh, it doesn't read the riddle. It, no, we tested interesting. that. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the first things we tested, and it doesn't actually do that, which is a shame. Uh, I've not also been able to test whether things like the customers, the vanity chests, uh, whether they work. I don't know. Mm. Um, I will have to go and try and look at that in the future. Hell, you know, who knows? You and I could even do that at some point in the future yeah. ourselves. We could go and deliberately look at it because um, I could tell you how to set it up as well. That might be useful for you. Yeah, that's interesting. If you ever want to sort of try and look at it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, <laughs> Or not look at it, as the case may well, be. Well, the, the funny thing is, is I didn't, uh, like, I I can't remember who it was, but you were you were speaking with someone on Twitter, and you let them know about the alt text for images. Yes, that was fairly recently. I can't remember who that was yeah. either, but yeah, that was... Alt text in images is a massive thing. Crazy. Um, sea of Thieves 
I don't think actually uh, there's been a few times where I've seen the Sea of Thieves Twitter account not not use alt text, which is frustrating, partly because you can do it not just with alt, uh, with images, but you can do it with GIFs or GIFs, depending on how yeah. you pronounce it. You can do it with those as well um, if you've got it set up correctly. Yeah. So, you know, all these uh, screenshots and art things and, you know, things that accompany the, the trivia th- elements of their Twitter mm. feeds, that'd be great to see all done like that. Um, I actually, a pos- on a positive note, I did recently finish reading uh, Sea of Thieves, Athena's, Athena's Fortune. Oh, nice. Which, uh, and I, so I was talking to one of the people at Rare, and I didn't actually realize it had been digitally released. Yeah. I was under the impression that it was just a, a sort of hardback paperback type book. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was informed otherwise, which is completely fine. And I thought, I'm going to go and read this. And I paid... I think it was like five ninety nine for yeah. it. it wasn't that much at all digitally which is great yeah and i went away and read it and i recently finished it and really enjoyed it um you know i wasn't a hundred percent sold on pieces of the writing but it was tiny pieces like you know where words or expressions might repeat very close to each other it wasn't anything with like the plot or anything mm-hmm. i really really enjoyed it and being able to access the media like that is great yeah it's just a shame that um you know certain uh elements of it so like i think they were doing comics at one point yep. um you know those aren't accessible oh really as far as i've seen um uh, because they're comics how, and because they've not been how are, rendered correctly uh, are you accessing them through comiXology no i'm accessing no i'm not I, I just mean in general when i've looked at comics overall mm. you know they're not accessible either Interesting. And uh, I've not been able to, you know, so I use iBooks on iOS primarily. Uh, or do, yeah. It's now just called Books, I think. I yeah. use that because, you know, that's all. The, the See, the thing is with that, even comics on there aren't accessible either. Yeah. Um, because there's no text. They just have images for each panel, which is a real shame. Yeah. Um, but I have, I've talked to a few people over the years about the possibility of accessible comics. And they seem to really like the idea. And not only that, there are people online who've done fan transcriptions of comics, if you know where to look, mm-hmm. um, and graphic novels and things. And it's really, really good, some of the stuff they've put together. It's just a shame that companies aren't actually doing enough to actually That's... put all this additional media across. Yeah. So, you know, audio description in trailers, for instance, that's only become a thing in video games relatively recently and i i head the transcribing games project i'm one of the founders of it oh wow and that essentially seeks to add audio description to video game footage in its simplest form but it goes deeper than that in the sense that you know we write guides for descriptions of characters locations items uh you know all of that kind of stuff as well Mm -hmm. um with the most notable uh thing we've managed to do is uh we've uh, been working on god of war the uh acclaimed ps4 exclusive and that's been an amazing thing it's it's you know we've got quite far in it as well in terms of actually putting the the guides together and uh that takes a lot of effort as well because we have you know i have people you know helping with the, the writing side of it there's people helping with the yeah. footage capture there's people helping with the recording of the ad as well ad being audio description but i actually recorded some myself which i debuted a rough cut of at the gaming and disability boot camp for microsoft last year and uh, that was the Halo 3 opening sequence. And I did that all from a fan transcript, the oh, the initial fun. version. I, I sat down. Well, no, it was great. So it was actually cool. really fun to do. It was, it was amazing to do. 
because I had to sit down and just trust that that fan had actually got it right, <laughs> which was interesting. Yeah. Um, thank thankfully the uh, the uh, sort of project coordinator Jenna, um, who's the voice of the God of War guides as well, mm. uh, she sort of checked it for me afterwards and said, you know, you could tweak these couple of things. And I was like, okay, cool. So I went back, re-recorded a few lines and released it on YouTube afterwards as well. So there's actually two versions of it on YouTube. There's the version that debuted at uh, Gaming and Disability Bootcamp. Mm -hmm. And then there's the, the, the sort of final cut of it where I tweaked a few lines. But it surprises me that Sea of Thieves hasn't had an AD trailer at all, as far as I've seen. Yeah. Um, you know, it'd be amazing to have an AD trailer for Sea of Thieves. Yeah. And we'll come on to trailers a little later um in general but uh you know having all this cross media stuff is amazing and it'd be just great if you know more of it could be accessible so crazy it's it's interesting because i i feel like that's something that i would have anticipated them doing but i i'm really like you've totally opened my mind to a a, a part of a part of uh uh descriptive commentary for things that i like when i think of um you know accessibility for for sightless in sea of thieves i think all the audio cues that that pop up in the game and how everything is kind of tuned to you know you can hear when a mermaid spawns you can hear when someone's uh swimming up to a ship the cannon fires uh are, are audible as they pass over your head or when, yep. when something hits yep. the ship I'm, I'm a big fan of that yeah it's hopefully when they're passing <laughs> yeah, by your like head you'll, not you'll on in, you yeah. oh yeah not on not into your head <laughs> yeah. and through the other side um yeah, no, I, I must admit, I you mentioned an interesting one there in terms of mermaid spawning. Interesting thing is you can only hear that seemingly when you're quite close. Yeah. But it's not actually as directional as you need it to be. Um, There have been numerous times where I've tried to actually use a mermaid to get back to my ship, mm -hmm. or the, rather the ship that my crew's on, and I've been completely unable to because I can't actually find the the sort of interactivity points for the mermaid itself. So it's, it's on. I've been stuck there and a shark's come up behind me and just gone numb. Yeah. And it's like, oh God, the sharks. Great. <laughs> just what I need. Oh, we, don't, we don't need to bring up the sharks. That's a, that's a scary, that's a. Uh... No, you think sharks <laughs> are bad? Try a kraken. That's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or anything else. I've tried, I've tried to, oh no, just try other players. Um, They're just as bad. <laughs> Just as frustrating to deal with, if not worse, because at least a shark I can sort of swing around with a sword and hope to hit it. Yeah. Other players, they'll take you out with an eye of reach from kilometers away, yeah. and you won't even know. Yeah. Well, you would. Eventually. Because then you see the ferry of the damned, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> so, yeah, you yeah. bring up a good point. But now, audio, like, audio cues are, the audio in Sea of Thieves, yes, it needs improvement in terms of extra things, mm -hmm. Uh but what it does do is, you know, what it does do, it does well. So, yeah. you know, for instance, I can tell, you know, when we're, you know, when I'm trying to think of a good example. Sailing up to in an In terms island. of, uh, yeah, that that's a good one. So, you know, um, you know that too. Uh, I'm trying to think as well. The, the scoring for uh, Order of Souls Voyages. Yeah. So, you know, when you're, you know, when you're coming, or when you're coming up to like a skelly fort, that kind of thing, because the score is just as big a part of Sea of Thieves as the audio generally is. Yes. Um, you know, so you'll you'll come up to, you know, the the sort of edge of the skull cloud, and you'll sort of just hear the the bass notes of the 
the theme kick in and then it will just gradually build as you get closer and you know you just you're you're sort of it's just like you'll sail through one slightly and you'll be like oh there's a skelly fort over there yeah <laughs> have you done the, any of the tall tales i've i think i've done two mm -hmm. i think um partly because they take so long to do yeah um at least, uh, i mean i say that it's not like i can help you know if i could help it would probably take less time mm -hmm. but i literally can't do anything i just end up staying on the ship which is a real shame because then yeah. i miss loads of it that's because well. that's the thing that i was thinking about because uh heart of fire is a great tall tale and a lot of it while while there is a lot that is platformy in that game um it's it's something where because there's resurrection now in the game i feel like it might be a little bit easier to navigate through some of those traps but the 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 i think the, i think the trouble is you have to then know how to get off of your ship onto wherever it is you need to get mm -hmm. to and then into the area with all the traps and that is like navigate getting me to anywhere yeah in Sea of Thieves can be a real struggle. Not because I'm not trying to do my my best with actually navigating. It's just or that my crew isn't. Yeah. Just it just is problematic. It just is finicky by the nature of it. And even in terms of you know, I have to teach crews, I have to train crews with a new navigation system. Yeah. Whenever they run with me. Yep. So, you know, if I get a new crew with two like two out of the three extra people who don't know what they're mm -hmm. doing, I have to then spend 10 minutes sitting down and actually, you know, giving them instructions. Yeah. So, <laughs> Do you think, and that's all, it's also that, you know, because I can't see the compass, so I can't see North, South, East, West, whatever. Yeah. So they're all saying turn East. I'm like, where's East? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> and, you know, whereas if you say to me, uh, full lock, right. Or if you say six left, six, right, whatever, if you say any of that to me, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. And I mean, I think you've seen the uh, yes. the footage. Yeah, really, really cool. Where, uh, you know, we've we've had a few a few interesting cl uh, sort of near misses with uh, islands <laughs> and things, I think, during most of that footage. I do have, um, I'd need to find it, but I did have a screenshot uh, that somebody took when we actually managed myself and I think it was the same crew who I recorded the navigation demo with. Uh, around the time of the game's launch, we actually managed to sail directly into the into the middle of Thieves Haven. You know how you can sail through the arch at the side of yeah. the island, and you can sail like into the middle yep. of it. We actually managed to do that, which that's cool. Is thinking back on it, it sounds absolutely just wow <laughs> because there is not much room for maneuverability. No, no. On either side. It was like in, uh, it's like a Star Wars sequence. It's like, it's like <laughs> we're not going to make it. We're not going to make it. Oh, we made it. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, you know, or the reverse. It'd be like, you know, we're going to make it. We're going to make it crash, crunch, <laughs> scrape. And it's like, oh, we made it. Yeah, we didn't make it. <laughs> we kind of made it. Either that Most or, of us made or it. Or it's like, we made it ish. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, but we, we've had a few things like that. But, you know, in terms of, you know, that's where most games, it's not just Sea of Thieves that gets, that doesn't do navigation for gamers mm -hmm. without sight. It's most games at the moment. Yeah. And that's, that's the real barrier that most games need to overcome. Once one game gets 3D navigation in an open world right, 
in any kind of open world mm -hmm. you know i think that's going to really push everything forward because then you know once you can refer to one game you can refer to two then yeah. you can refer to four then so you, you know sort of yeah <laughs> I, I got stuck on um the compass for me because you, yes <laughs> you bring up the compass and hey you can't tell what direction it is and because of the haptics in in the uh, in the controller i'm hoping that with like hd rumble and stuff depending on how how much you believe hd rumble is a switch thing just to be clear yeah i'm, I'm hoping that that gets hd rumble is a switch only thing yeah so i'm hoping that it gets pulled across and nintendo being what they are i don't know well sony's you know given how long it's taken for given how long it's taken for accessibility features to come to the switch in general <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, don't need to say much, do I? No, really? Um, um, and and of course, and of course, you were going to bring up Sony. Yep. Uh, but then, of course, you know, Sea of Thieves probably won't be coming to PS5. Well, I mean, who knows? It might do. That'd be so cool. Be interesting. Here's here's my hope. I hope that uh, much like with uh, HD Rumble on the Switch, um, and that that being kind of pulled into the C into Sony, I I imagine it won't be too long before. Uh, something like that comes to Xbox, uh, mostly. I mean, it's not, it's, I was going to say, it's not Rumble that you need, though, necessarily. Mm -hmm. Partly because there are gamers who can't play with Rumble turned on for various reasons. Yeah. So what you'd want, ideally, and this is kind of the, the sort of thing I end up saying during my, my presentations as part of my work as an accessibility consultant, mm -hmm. What you want is for the user to be able to customize it. So say you have Rumble and I can't use Rumble for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Or even say my batteries die halfway through a stream. You know, I would and I don't have any spare ones and they last just long enough to finish the entire stream. You know, if the batteries get too low, vibration turns off. Mm. So then I'd lose that feedback. What you need instead is the option to have both haptics and audio cues. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, when you've got both and you can turn one off or the other off or both off, then you've got options and you kind of keep filling it out from there. As a as a short measure, do you think if they were to add a rumble to hitting north on a compass, similar to the, the neutral position on the helm, would that help give you an, a better sense of uh where true north is and then being able to turn left or right from there it that's a tough one because then you have say north has like a 10 degree radius either way mm -hmm. uh, on each side then you still have 200 uh, no 340 degrees of nothing yeah, so that's so that's kind of where you, st you would still have, and and based on sensitivity, that could be, it could take you anywhere from like a second turn round to longer than that, you know, to do a full turn. So you, I think the best way to do it, arguably, could be to have, maybe, I mean, having, sort of maybe short pulses for like so one pulse for north, two pulses for east and then go clockwise from there three and four so then you'd have sort of a way of almost counting it so yep. if you wanted to go west from being at north you could just turn left and then when you feel those four quick pulses then you could use that but then also having a small cue that indicates you know where so if you're turning yeah it could indicate like an audio cue it would indicate where 
north is. Because mm-hmm. with an audio cue, it works because north can then be in front of you or behind you. Yep. And it can be to your left or right. Whereas with haptics, you have sort of rumble or nothing. Yeah. So th- <laughs> if that makes so sense. So that was kind of where I wanted to to go with the with the with the discussion because uh, while it's not present in Xbox right now, I, I I imagine that 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 HD rumble would eventually make its way across the the platforms as it is with Sony uh, and as it started with Nintendo, and I imagine having subtle differences uh like for example i use my apple watch for navigation sometimes and when i can't when i can't uh hear what's going on on my on on maps because i generally have the audio turned down i rely on the difference in pulses uh to to give me an indicator on whether or not i'm going to be turning left or right when i drive uh because i'll either be in a really what How, how does that even okay that sounds. There's, I'm trying to understand what it's relaying through via the pulses that actually gives you anything to work with. It's um, a difference in sequence, so it's similar to Morse code, where you've got long beats and short beats, and it's uh, it's like long okay. beat, short beat, long beat, short beat, long beat, short beat, or short beat, long beat, short beat, long beat, short beat, long beat to give you a left or right direction. Ah. And it's it's a it, it's a difference maker when when you're having a conversation with someone and you're driving and you don't want to interrupt what they're saying, but you are you don't want to and you don't want to miss the turn off yep. either. So the the <laughs> the taps on the wrist are light enough that I I know which is left and which is right. So I just have to mentally like I just have to keep that that feeling in my mind. Like when I'm when I'm actually driving, I have to pay attention to to that as well too. Um, so yeah that makes that makes a lot of if, sense if, yeah I, I can see what you mean the key sorry i was going to say the key thing is that with your example there the key indicator is within the first two pulses yep. there so you know if you get short long then you know it's one way if you get long short then you know it's a different mm-hmm. way and that's the key thing conveying the information in as timely a manner as possible to the player Yeah, because you don't want I'm trying to think of a good example. So say with an incoming ship, you don't want to only be able to tell that it's a galleon with a full crew at like, you know, a very, you know, very close distance. You want to be able to tell that from as far away as a player can see it without using a spyglass. You know, that could even be the solution, using the spyglass to add extra cues. Yeah. So, you know, even if you have to have your spyglass out at all times mm-hmm. for whatever well not all times but say one of your crew in the in the crow's nest spots a ship you know they'll say ship on the starboard side whatever you'll then take your spyglass out turn rough like sort of look with your camera to the right yeah. and then be like okay i see you know i it's it's this kind of a ship and you could do that just with you know the, there's various ways you could do that in terms of what you'd use for the audio assets yeah. you know you could have sort of uh, louder sort of creaking for the bigger ships kind of thing. Um, you know, that just tight, like as long as the cues are there, you know, it that will help. Like, I mean, Killer Instinct's a good example of cues, mm-hmm. like tiny cues where, you know, if you, if you listen carefully enough and you've played enough, you can hear the footsteps of the characters as they move in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so if I'm standing there blocking and I see you move in, I can be like, okay, you're going to move in. I'm going to just try and jump over your head and, or, or, you know, I'll try and take your legs out from under you, whatever. Mm-hmm. 
or hit you essentially with an attack that you're not going to be blocking or expecting. Whereas, you know, if I'm if I'm standing there and you're not doing anything, I can, you know, I can work with that as well. And it's all because of, you know, subtle cues that are just there to, you know, they're there as part of the game design, but they're also they're kind of unintentional accessibility cues. Yeah, yeah. See, the, it's interesting because right now in the game, there's a bug where normally if you use your spyglass and you scope down to a skeleton ship, you'll have that that audio cue to, cue to let you know that there's a little sound that, that pops up and says, hey, this is a skeleton ship, right? Is there? Yeah. Okay, now I never knew yeah. that. That's cool. So if, you, if you're actually, and the trouble is, is that you kind of have to stay on it for a couple seconds before it pops. It's not it. That shouldn't be the way it is. I'd have said. Yeah. It, if you if you're gonna if you're gonna scan it, it should just be blip. You know, it's there. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of have to be rather than having to sort of hover over it. Yeah. And the, the so the bug right now is uh, any ship that is flying an emissary flag has that audio cue. So even though that audio audio cue was originally reserved just for skeleton ships. Uh, it is now it is now showing up for regular ships that have emissary flags and while i like the I, while i appreciate that there is a sound specifically for the skeleton ships um this has really kind of mixed up like if if there's a ship in the far far distance and the 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 yeah it's thrown it's thrown a few people off it's like skelly ship oh no it's an emissary yeah thing. yeah <laughs> especially in a storm or vice versa yeah yeah if, if oh. i'm looking through a storm Sto storms are interesting yeah that's, that's a good point <laughs> um yeah trying to fight the wheel uh that's not actually easy because you can't see what way it's meant to be it look what way you need to turn it back to actually sort of fight it mm -hmm. so you have to kind of just sort of keep turning it until you figure it out which isn't ideal imagine but it works imagine a world where you had uh rumble in a controller that was separated by left and right and if the wheel was pulling to the left the left half of your controller would I rumble mean, and if it was pulling to the right the right side of the controller would rumble i mean either that or you could just simply you know have it so that the I mean, to be fair, they have the impulse triggers. I don't see where you couldn't just use those, mm. and also have a little audio, have the wheel cue move. You know, the opposite way, so move the other way to where you need it to. to so, say it, you need to steer it left to sort of fight mm -hmm. it. It moves off to the right. So then, you know, as you steer it back to the left, it comes back into center. Yeah, that wouldn't be. I don't. I don't feel like that would be massively hard to do. Yeah just sort of move the audio source slightly get some get some time <laughs> in there so um kind of uh, uh moving a little away from uh, the accessibility side of it uh as as a, a whole um with the with the the music it, it is like how much do you do you enjoy the music and in, in the general atmosphere of sea of thieves like do you get that sense that that you're in this kind of ocean uh world with with all these islands that have uh life on their own and in the music around them it's that's an interesting one because the only times you really hear music are in sort of a few occasions so you hear it you know mostly so at outposts when you're selling stuff actually let, let's go back to the beginning of the sort of core gameplay mm -hmm. loop so you hear it in the tavern then you hear it 
mostly when you're on your ship, either your crew are playing it or you're sailing around and it's giving you music for mm-hmm. that to sort of say, you know, you're in the wind or whatever. Like you've you've sort of managed to start sailing kind yeah. of thing. You'll hear it for what you might loosely term as boss encounters. So yep. your skelly ships, your Kraken, your Meg. Um, forts. You'll hear it for the ferry. You'll hear, I've, yeah, you'll hear it for the skelly forts. I've not seen a fort of the damned yet, so I'm not going to try and comment on that, whether that's any different. It might be. Uh, you hear it for Order of Souls Voyages. Yeah. Um, you hear it for Ferry of the Damned. And then you hear it when you're kind of selling stuff back in and when you're in the outpost tents. But other than that, there's not much. It's mostly actually the ambience that gives you that. So on the rare occasions I've actually been on an island, mm-hmm. um, it will be the ambience and the the sort of uh, the, the, the flora and fauna that will give you the impression that there's this kind of sort of sentience to the world which is pretty cool i like that so sometimes you'll run around and you'll just say and you're like oh god there's a chicken okay or you'll you'll hear a snake and you'll be like okay run away now just leave me alone i don't want to even have anything to do with you and that's fine like that's that's the way it should be because the music is you know the music's a great part of sea of thieves and it it comes in just when you need it to Mm -hmm. and it it's just there but you know, when it needs to kind of kick itself up a gear, it will do that. And that's the brilliance of it. Yeah. So you'll be, you know, when a captain comes in on an Order of Souls voyage, you know, you'll be fighting all the, the small ones, all the small skellies, and then a captain will come in and you'll hear the uh, sort of distinct cue uh, that indicates a captain's sort of around. Yeah. Uh, you know, not necessarily how many captains there are, but you'll know that there's at least one. Yep. Which is fine. That that's okay. If you're working together as a team, that's fine. If you were soloing, it would be a massive problem, but that's a whole other discussion. But in terms of, you know, the the ability to know when you've killed one as well, there's a cue for that. Mm-hmm. There's, there's all sorts of small things, uh, which is really cool. There's all sorts of tiny cues that are there. So like when you know, sometimes when you when you see islands, when you come up to an island, I should say, you get that. You get quest cues. And it's a great way of me being able to tell what's going on without really having to ask anybody. Yeah. Or sometimes I'll be like, did you know we've just done this thing? And they're like, <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, that, that happens a lot. Like I'll say, you know, I'll say cannon fire port side. And then they're like, wait, Oh God, there is Oh, run. <laughs> Everybody move just or whatever. Or, you know, I'll, I'll be keeping watch on an Island, not on an Island, but I'll keep him what be keeping watch by an Island. Yeah. And they'll, you know they'll they'll be off. I don't know digging up treasure or whatever. They'll be they'll be uh, trying to think of other stuff that you end up doing. But you know they'll be doing sort of cannon like lobbing each other, like firing each other onto islands and mm-hmm. stuff. And I'll just be keeping an eye out for storms. I'll be like storm off the starboard side. It seems to be quite close. That's not good. Everybody get back <laughs> to the ship as soon as you can. And all of that. Or I'll be like, there's a, is that me or is there a storm in the distance? So and. You know, so, yeah. Have you have you done any kind of like rowboat adventures on on the seas? I have never used one. Never used a rowboat. Not that I haven't wanted to. I have never used I one. I feel like they're the 
but I've always I've always been interested. They're they're probably well for one I think they're still the best boat in the game, but for two they're very <laughs> analog. Uh, your your interactions with them directly result in what what you do with the rowboat. So if you if you're rowing, yeah, and you are not the first person to say that. Yeah, you are genuinely not the first person to say. That. But the trouble is, I'm not a bright person. You don't get one automatically. True, true. But I f- and if you did, it would be much easier for me to actually go and have a look and test it. And, you know, that and also I am normally needed at the helm anyway. Uh, so. Yeah, I feel like I feel like you would you would probably get a kick out of it because I love the rowboat. I think the rowboat is a lot of fun to it feels visceral when you're sailing. I would just have no idea where to go. I would just I'd just be chucked off the side in a rowboat and I'd be like, <laughs> where am I? Where do I need to go? Why didn't you give me a map? Oh, wait, you did, but I can't read it. You know, so honestly, some, all... sometimes having having no direction in that game is, is are some of the best experiences. Just rowing in a direction, and if you hit something, you hit something. If not, you you've, you'll eventually find the shroud. Which I mean, that's not that's not the most ideal situation, oh. but the shroud the shroud is bad. The shroud, <laughs> it, just just correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. The shroud is the big thing where the sea turns red and everything goes lightning <laughs> i i i think is a that's a that's a one way of describing pretty it. pretty accurate description i'm usually hiding partly because i've seen so i haven't seen i've it. seen this i've seen the shroud a few times over the years <laughs> and uh trust me that speaking of cues that's a really good example of an audio cue when yes. you when you sort of come within within sort of visual range of the shroud yeah everything kind of just it, it all goes rather quiet mm-hmm. and then Sort of gradually, it all kind of kicks in, and you're like, "Yeah, this is not a place we want to be." Kind of thing. <laughs> Just be like yelling to your crew, you know, "Full speed the other way!" <laughs> and yet, I still see and lots be of like, people going there. And they'll be like, "Why is the sea going red?" And I'm like, <laughs> "I don't care what you think. Just turn around and go." <laughs> oh, that's uh, so that's that's always amusing. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Uh, um so i mean yeah there are there are numerous stories i could tell of things like that um particularly oh speaking of one thing we haven't talked about um powder barrels ah uh, yeah <laughs> yeah oh those are fun uh at one time yeah well they, they are they are a barrel of fun <laughs> um or a barrel of explosive really uh at one point one of my uh i, I was playing alongside a a very friendly and very helpful Killer Instinct player mm. who happens to also have Sea of Thieves. And I thought, oh, I'll jump in and we'll, we'll do a little Sea of Thieves, you know, sailing around, seeing what we can get done. Um, he comes back with a powder barrel. He's on his way back to the ship. And uh, I can't, I, I must have just been caught up in it, but because he, I think he must have said, don't fire, but I'm not sure what he actually said. The upshot, regardless of, of whatever came out of his mouth, was me firing the upshot regardless of what what i said you know what the upshot of what he said was regardless of what he'd actually sort of tried to say mm-hmm. to me was i pulled the trigger anyway on the cannon oh. and uh and um i sort of heard <laughs> and i was like okay yep that was good and he was like did you just and i was like oh <laughs> ah sorry <laughs> Uh, so that was pretty fun um the other time i'm trying to think of other times we've done that we've done similar stuff though where to end the stream we've deliberately when we found powder barrels we've deliberately uh stuck one in front of me 
and I've been the one to uh, to just blow the ship up. So I've just uh, they've got me to aim just in the right place. My crew have managed to line me up oh, nice. in such a way that I can just fire and obliterate the ship, which is uh, it. I must admit, it's a very satisfying way to end your stream. Yes. You just pull the trigger and, and you're like, oh, that was cool. Yeah. Shame I can't do that to other players. <laughs> <laughs> it makes a good I haven't sound. used um I, I haven't used fire uh fire bombs yet either. Oh I'd love to use one they're, of those. Yeah, they're fun. That'd be fire bombs. I've seen I've seen fire bombs and they are the tool of the uh my arch nemesis in Sea of Thieves, the griefer. Um because we got we got trolled uh, myself and an ambassador crew, I th we think we got trolled by a player who was literally just uh, kind of standing around and then he kept setting his ship on fire. So, mm. um, and that was like an hour plus maybe while we were waiting for a fellow crewmate to get in. So that wasn't very entertaining. That wasn't very enjoyable. Um, and this kind of brings me on to a different thing as well in terms of accessibility of the, you know, the PVP aspect of Sea of Thieves, which, you know, I thought you might want to come on to anyway. Um, in terms of, you know, I have no way of, you know, knowing where enemy players are. I have no way of using targeting or anything yeah. to actually hit enemy players. So, you know, when it, when the ship I'm on comes under attack, I'm defenseless. Yeah. That, that's it. I'm, I might as well just jump over the side, which I have done <laughs> on a fair <laughs> few occasions. I'm just like, right, you lot deal with this. I'm just going to flee, run, <laughs> retreat over the side. Wee! splash and then i probably uh i probably just sort of try and swim away and then they hit me inevitably anyway yeah and i think the interesting point this raises is the idea of balance yeah because for everyone else or no i say everyone else for gamers with vision you know with full sight for instance mm -hmm. the game would would seem perfectly balanced whereas you know i would need additional accessibility features so i would need actual aim assist like actual lock on aiming mm -hmm to actually do any kind of damage yeah. and most people would consider that really hacky yeah now gears 5 does aim assist quite well though there is one key restriction in gears 5 that i want to point out mm. the sea of thieves if it does do aim assist don't do this because gears 5 actually restricts your difficulty to beginner only yeah if you use aim assist which i'm still i still I'm baffled by why that's a thing because, you know, yes, it's designed to help people who are new to shooters, but it's also a fantastic accessibility feature that is hindered. It hinders me from playing anything other than beginner. Like I want to play on, you know, insane, whatever, inconceivable horde yeah. runs on Gears 5. And I can't because that difficulty option is the only way I can hit anything. If... And you know, if other, when other games do that, it just really frustrates me. And I hope that that improves. And if Sea of Thieves does anything like that for you know any modes that may or may not have difficulty later later on down the line, mm -hmm. or you know they want to impose a, a restriction on it like that, that really shouldn't be the way to go about it, in my opinion, at least. Because once you start limiting difficulty, then you limit the players. You know, you limit the players' ability to actually do what they want to do. Yeah. So, uh, I, I, but you know, who knows? It would be interesting to see Sea of Thieves adding like target lock, you know, with compensation maybe for, you know, maybe they they just make, I don't know, maybe they make enemy players stand out less or something. It's so they're not as easy to hit. I don't know. There'd be yeah, 
It'd be interesting to see how they do that, it, but they could do it's it. It's a tough it pickle. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you you bring out fair fair criticisms because it, it is something that there's already a disparity between just platforms as far as what people consider balanced, yes. uh, <laughs> which is which is a hard thing to to debate. It's hard for me to justify why I think that the why I think it's it's not as bad as people think it is, but at the same time. I'm looking at it from my perspective, and my perspective is the PC side. So I already—I f- was just gonna say you're a PC player. It's hard for me. <laughs> it's hard for me to stay. That's why I tend to play a lot of the time uh, when when I'm not when I'm not playing with certain crews and I'm just kind of doing my own thing. I try to play with a controller just so that I can keep a fair fair idea on how hard it is to to play the game with a controller because it's not for one, it's not my Which natural thing. Makes- yeah, it makes a massive amount of sense. What I was also going to say, if I may, is that with the question of aim assist, though, comes arguably two points. One, you know, it needs to be, you know, does it need to be available for PvP? Mm-hmm. My answer is yes. And two, a thing that I didn't discuss before and I realized I should have done, is the idea of PvE aim assist, Yeah, which is what Gears 5 does. So Gears 5 does PvE-only um, target lock. So basically, you will lock onto either center of mass or the head it's not entirely clear how it works Mm -hmm. in terms of you know what it chooses to lock onto but i've um you may have seen the uh yes i think it was six kills in six shots i ended up doing yeah yeah that was a good video which uh that was that was interesting uh headshotting i think a scion at one point from ridiculous range Um, and that's the thing if i if i can do that with like say the skellies if i can sit on the ship where i am at the helm and shoot skellies from there mm-hmm. and or use aim assist with cannons that would be that would be a brilliant step forward yeah you know it wouldn't be everything that needs to be covered because players happen yeah yeah <laughs> players exist um but it would definitely be a step in the right direction because then say my entire crew says yeah let's do an order of souls voyage i can be like right get me into a good position uh, after we you know after we you know we drop anchor and we set ourselves up I, I could be like get me into a good position from here and i'll use the eye of reach and i'll see what i can hit and then of course who knows i might be able to get a few good shots in from from that range all right pirates it's about an hour in just wanted to give you guys all a breather if you wanted to take a chance to pause the podcast and just know that the rest of this is still really good information but i thought i'd let you kind of know that if you want to take a break i totally understand otherwise we're just going to keep on going here's the rest of the interview how how do you feel about that being an option made for xbox players specifically that wouldn't be fair at all and i don't even know if it would be possible because uh mm-hmm. of course it runs on both platforms and you have cross play as well to consider yeah um and you'd have people wondering you know you'd have people who don't have an xbox wondering why are these xbox people getting preferential treatment with accessibility options there are people who would say things like that so when i um uh when i think about it, it like call of duty modern warfare has aim assist for console versus pc and it's hard for me when i'm playing it to know who i'm playing against because i'm being killed by a lot of different people and i know it's a mixed arena so i know but i think that's i think aim assist is different though i definitely. think definitely if I'm, if I'm, no, what I mean is to compared to what I'm asking for. So 
the feature that I and others doubtless who want to play the game would ask for is not just aim assist as such, but sort of full yeah. lock on. So yeah. with Gears Five, with Gears Five, if you uh, sort of line it up roughly. So say you have a target on your right hand side, you line it up in the center of your stereo field and you aim down sights and you mark the enemy. By that point, yeah. the game would have moved enough that it would have locked onto their head. Mm-hmm. But you've not done anything to line it up vertically. That's the key issue, really. Yeah. So it might even be that it's just a vertical aim option. Yeah. So say you know where a player is. Say you've heard a sniper shot and you know where a player is because you know of additional cues for instance that they might add later mm-hmm. you can then turn around and uh find that player in the center of your stereo field the game would then adjust for elevation yeah and you could take a shot so you've done maybe 70 percent of the work there and the game has just filled in the gaps i think that would be a semi-viable way to do it same with order of souls if you if you're on a cannon and then you get cues, you know, as if you were right there with the skelly, so you can line it yeah. up, then the cannon would auto adjust. You could then take the shot. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think it would be, I, I don't think that would be too far a stretch because, yeah. you know, when you're playing normally, you have to aim horizontally and vertically, and you're still having to do most of that with this concept. Yeah. Yeah, the whereas you're not doing what Uncharted Four does and pressing one button and it automatically snaps to the enemy, and you can just take the shot. Right. So uh, yeah, I think there's there's definitely lessons to be learned from various implementations of this. But I think having uh, maybe having additional cues for players would help. So even if they're far away, having the ability to just hear directions, mm-hmm. if nothing else. And then being able to line up based on that would be a good idea. I don't see there being too much. Uh, maybe it's me personally. I, I can't really speak for the the community, but I I definitely think that it, as far as like skeletons or, or PVE threats, that should be built in already as an accessibility feature. That should be something that I think a lot of people would appreciate, uh, given given the way that the game plays for for pvp that's a that's a one where i know that's a very heated argument and any slight change in balance or or tweaks like that always come with a a really really heated uh, discussion on the forum so it's it's hard to present matters on that aspect and feel like you're going to have some sort of bipartisan agreement between the people that think it's fair and and people that think it's unfair so i i wanted to toss i just think people have mostly be confused rather than anything else that a gamer without sight like for those who don't know me they would be quite confused yeah <laughs> that a gamer without sight would even want to play sea of thieves in the first and place, that's the problem let alone wonder how yeah. and do you but i think i think that's the thing if i could you know say there was like a, a proof of concept with this actually available yeah and you know you could show the before and after i think that would be a good way to do it so show players that mm-hmm. you know when you've got no sight at all and you're having to line up off of nothing you can't hit anything and the other player will always get the win yeah. whereas when you have these additional options you know even if i were to get killed by a player i would still have a fair a fairer chance of actually winning that confrontation yeah, yeah. 
And that's the key thing. Making it balanced is not quite the right word, I don't think, but making it an experience that is enjoyable. So I don't have to go on and constantly look over my shoulder for, for enemy players, enemy pirates, whatever. Yeah. I can just I can just, you know, wait for you know, if a player decides to be within the range of these audio cues that, you know, may or may not be added in the future, mm-hmm. then you know, then that's their problem. I can then have agency in, you know, do I fire on this person? Do I talk to this person? Do I just leave the person alone? You know, all of that. All of those split-second decisions that crews have been making for the past two or three years, I would then be able to make myself. So in a game where uh, over the last year there's been an uptick in in a specific play style where people are tucking on ships and hiding out and trying to physically steal something uh off off a boat without anyone knowing about it uh how how do you with with people that like to do that how do you get or how do you convince them that having player audio cues to indicate when someone's uh in front of you is uh uh, is a fair play for them to be able to to still retain that sense of of gameplay where they find uh playing that like is is there a... where they where they find joy in making other people's lives a misery you mean <laughs> yes um, <laughs> essentially because that that's really what it is it's, it's essentially high level griefing to a point um i mean that that's kind of the way i consider it at times when i like yes it sounds like a tale of daring do on the sea of thieves but it also sounds like a really really annoying move yeah which is why you know i think so many people end up still being hostile on the sea of thieves when people you know constantly try and i know yes i know it's not called sea of friends it's called sea of thieves Mm. but even so i think the way to sort of highlight it for people would be you know imagine if you couldn't see and somebody came up and you know, and literally, you know, imagine if you couldn't see and you couldn't hear as well. Somebody could just steal anything from where you are now and you wouldn't necessarily know. I think. Whereas at least if you can hear the person coming, you can actually, you know, you can actually do stuff to, to help, you know, to combat. I that. think a, an easier way to explain this for people who who might be having a hard time right now is imagine if there was a potion you could drink that turned your pirate invisible and you couldn't see them or you couldn't there was no way that you you all you saw was just their a treasure chest floating off the ship and yeah pretty much yep (laughs) so like for people that that like and and it's tough because for me sea of thieves is a sandbox i want i want people to have i want to i want people to play the way they want to play and I have to adapt. But if people want to play in a way that doesn't um, doesn't allow other, because games are about enjoyment, right? They're yeah. about being able to, you know. So I play Gears Five to be able to go and you know shoot things in the face because no other game lets me do mm-hmm. that. I play Killer Instinct to do well at a fighting game because I'm not great at other fighting games for various reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, I play Sea of Thieves to you know have teamwork and enjoy that experience i don't play to have ships set on fire be shot at by other players uh you know when i have no way of fighting back i don't play to you know there's all all these things yep. but you know i i said it I, I said earlier that you know stealing treasure off other people's ships was i i did call it high level griefing i didn't actually mean to be as as forward as that mm-hmm. 
in dismissing it. I understand where that's coming from, but you know, by the same token, it's definitely not a thing that I would enjoy doing myself either. You know, I wouldn't yeah. enjoy sneaking onto a person. I mean, and- I, I suppose it's just my interpretation of the whole sandbox because I, you know, I don't mind winning a straight out ship, you know, cannon battle. Yep. You know, I'm never really involved in those, but I do enjoy being a part of those. Yeah. And, you know, even if I'm at the helm turning the wheel, you know, every which way, I'm still helping. You know, I'm still able to assist. When there's no way for me as a player to have agency, mm-hmm. that that just feels, you know, it feels like I'm not actually playing. So if we take Ori in the, uh, the Will of the Wisps, for example... Yeah. I'd hoped that that would at least have narrated menus like a lot of the uh, Xbox Game Studios first-party titles. So Sea of Thieves now has it. Yeah. Forza Horizon 4 has it um, to a, to an extent. Crackdown 3 had it when it launched, and it still does. Um, Gears 5, of course. And you know Halo, the Master Chief Collection. They all have it to varying degrees. Mm-hmm. Ori, I launched it, uh, and unfortunately, it has no such thing. And uh, there, you know, at least when I reviewed it, it had no such yeah. thing. And there are, you know, there's no accessibility cues in that whatsoever, which is a real shame because it's meant to be an amazing game. Yeah. And, you know, I had to get sighted assistance to even look at any of this and figure out what the subtitled dialogue was saying because it's not actually English. Yeah. So the dialogue is subtitled. There is no way to understand it if you can't see. And there's no cues for where to go, what to do or anything mm-hmm. so you know and that game gave me no agency at all which is why i've barely done anything in it yeah whereas if you take say a game where i can play via co-op so you know gears sea of thieves in a sense halo you know all of those series i can play you know i don't have full agency but i have enough yeah. and i think you know not being able to fight players who are trying to take the loot we've rightfully earned mm-hmm. that that isn't exactly a necessarily a fair experience to me it's not an experience i enjoy especially say i mean this this is kind of worst case scenario but say we've spent like you know say we've had a two-hour stream Mm -hmm. and five minutes before the end an entire crew of players decides to come along steal all our loot and sell it Mm -hmm. we don't get anything from that yeah and we'll all feel deflated we'll all go away and be like really why did we bother yeah and that's not what you want from a game. That's not what you want. You don't want to be feeling... I mean, there are games that are designed to uh, sort of make you feel emotions, mm-hmm. like deliberately, you know, narrative-driven things that are designed to make you feel emotions and all of that. But, you know, you don't want to be feeling like you would have to deliberately spend another two hours playing the game just to get anywhere. Yeah. It... And I think the stealing mentality kind of feeds that which is a shame Well, because I can understand why people want to do it. It's tough um, because it's like the, the game is designed around that mindset, the whole, the whole goal of, so to play devil's advocate and, and I'm, I'm not trying to poise my position. I'm just presenting the argument uh, on the opposite side. If you're that crew who stole your treasure their story isn't the one being told at the moment. So they could have been. No, no, granted. They could, they could have. They could have, like, they could have been the sailing around. Scenario, they could have been sailing for two hours. Nothing. And lost. They could have found absolute. But then, 
that crew surely should have just taken a voyage on. You know what I mean? There's all kinds of true, but then you're externals to that story that doesn't come up for yeah. the crew who's having their treasure taken. Like the crew's having a treasure taken, they could have gone on four, five, six voyages. Yeah, and you know, got everything, and they could have been like, "Yes, let's sell home and cash all this in, and then we'll leave it." Whereas the crew who you know who are doing the stealing. Mm-hmm. You know, they they may have had nothing. They could have stolen from six, seven, or eight ships, whatever. They could have stolen from loads of ships. Mm-hmm. And they would, regardless of whatever... I don't think it's the stealing that gives the... I, I don't think it's, you know, the fact that they have a good story to tell that gives the rush. I think it's the, the act of, you know, we've nicked your treasure, ha, 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 kind yeah. of thing. Which I can kind of understand it, but it... it I don't know. It just seems it seems like there should be a separate server for that kind of thing and a separate so PV uh, not PVA um tall tales mm-hmm. should just be you or like you and a crew on a ship no other players involved because we've had tall tales be interrupted by players. Yeah. And that's that's not fun. That is really not fun. So the um, the problem that that you run into, and this is this is uh, why Sea of Thieves is so heavily debated on on so many different perspectives from this, because everyone can come to the seas, and everyone is welcome to come to the game and play it the way you want to play it. And there are people. So, for example, the people that were playing. Uh, going around getting sunk not not being able to steal anyone's treasure until that last five minutes before your ship turned in they got lucky they managed to use the right right tools at their their hand and a two-hour thing which was going to be a complete loss is now a win where most nights they may not have that but for them to when you say that they should have just gone on a voyage that's dictating their narrative and their narrative is what makes them them and they may not like to have the the voyage they may solely like to play the the principal role of being a pirate and sailing around and trying to commandeer loot from other players uh, as a pirate would compared to others who do that and not to discredit either side of the the person's desire to play the way they want to play because that's that's my whole thing is i i want people to play how they want to play and i welcome their their attempts to take my treasure or as as do i if i could fight back that's what i mean if it was a a balanced experience where i had you know agency is the wrong word in this case but like if i had the ability to actually you know control the outcome in any way then I would be fine with it. You know, if I could just as easily jump on their ship, blow it up, come back to my ship, kill all their crew. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing, which does happen. You know, that kind of thing has happened. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I could do that just as easily as anyone else, I wouldn't have a problem with this. So that's what we're getting down but, to, right? That's, you know, with, with the, the lack of accessibility makes the stories that I can be a part of on the Sea of Thieves yeah. very much one-sided it's either we do whatever we wanted to do whether that's tall tales whether that's a voyage whether that's you know you know getting getting into fights with other crews whatever either we do that and we win Mm -hmm. or we do that and you know we we don't (laughs) we don't succeed we feel deflated and 
yeah, to, to yeah. I, I want to pose this to you because I'm I'm a huge proponent of uh, private servers. I love the idea of having a community that I can bring into a private server. We can set up events. We can we can have uh, play sessions. We can you know create machinima uh, things like that we can we can do whatever we want to do and aside from getting into the debate about whether or not you should be able to earn gold and reputation from a private server uh, there's a lot to this game that can be enjoyed if you aren't constantly having to deal with other players uh, who aren't in on the 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 fantasy narrative that you're trying to, yeah. to d deliver yeah, here agreed. so i wanted to see from your perspective um if given the option to to have a community to to have private servers where you could set up uh you know essentially larping sessions to to kind of enact you know like um, um ships coming in and, and trying to take your treasure or going out and doing tall tales if you had that ability is that something that that you would you would push for if, if that was a, a, an option i think it would be because then you can also do additional things like having accessibility options for you know aim assist that might be frowned upon by other other players for instance yeah. so say one one set of players says oh you you can't have this you don't need it whatever yeah. i can be like well i do need it i'm just going to go to my own server yeah. do the voyages i want to do earn the rewards that I would have earned otherwise if I was a sighted player and then come back to you when I've got all that stuff and we can have an enjoyable session fighting each other. Yeah. So, you know, there's all like, I completely understand why Sea of Thieves is Sea of Thieves. Like I get that it's, you know, you go around, you fight other crews, you, you know, you sort of take other treasure, you do voyages, you do tall yep. tales, all of Great. that. You enjoy the, the pirate life. That's amazing. And I love it. That's why I still play. But I can't help but think if a gamer without sight were to come along to the Sea of Thieves and have a bad experience, it might genuinely not make them want to play. And, you know, that's not what you want, really, is it? You don't want people being discouraged yeah. just because of not. I mean, say they had a crew that was willing to like say they had everything else set up. So a crew that was really interested and happy to help and all of mm -hmm. that. They had, you know, everything planned. They knew what they were going to do. And then they go in, they have a really great time, and then right at the end of the session, everything gets taken away yeah. for whatever reason, whether that's their ship gets sunk, whether that's a crew takes it, whatever. Mm. Now, that would still feel disheartening. And I think, it's, I think it would be good to see maybe a way of, you know, sort of limiting that. Maybe have, um, you know, vo like in certain scenarios, have voyage chests be tied to the crew. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not entirely sure how that would work, but so that not every chest can just be outright stolen. Yeah. Or or a way to like because it's I'm, tough. I'm not entirely I'm not entirely sure how it works at the moment. I I forget. But when you have a chest stolen, you don't actually get anything from it if they sell it in, do do you? Or is or or is that the case? I I forget. So let me. Uh, sorry, if um, so if someone steals a chest. So essentially, if if somebody if somebody takes a chest from yep. you, do you get anything for that when they cash it in? I don't. No. Think you do. No. And that that would be an easy solution. Yeah. Say even if it's only half of what what they get, mm -hmm. you know, you you would still get a reward for it. Yeah. They would still get a reward for it, and you'd still get 
you still get um stuff like uh you know associated rewards for it anyway yeah so you know and that would be that would have to be true even if you were logged out with the game at the time because of course it would just flag you know whoever it was uh how can i word this so say say you steal a chest from me it would then flag it as stolen from you know sightless combat it would flag it as that mm -hmm. and then it would say right you stole and and that would have like a timer it might have a a sort of a, you know a limit of the number of people it can flag of course so say it's only it's only the last person who steals it so say Actually, that then presents its own it's, challenges. I'm trying to think this through as I say yeah, it. Yeah, it's a tough situation because the, if if you were to steal my treasure, if I still got a cut of it, it, it would it still feel like an, a, a well-earned victory because uh, you're not actually I taking think, anything I, from me. You're just hindering the, the amount of gold that I would have made on it. But then that's better than not getting anything from it like that's the key thing well the at the current time you you don't get anything from chests that are cashed in if they so but the ins if you steal the treasure from me you get yeah. it you get the reward but then you know i for all the hard work that me and my crew have done we get nothing that's and that seems that seems very imbalanced the to me. the the reason so the argument that i present is is the if if i still earn something from something that was stolen from me i have no incentive to go chase that person down and fight them back for it and and when someone takes something from me that is that is my driving force at that point i i yeah, want to get I, I complete i completely agree but mm -hmm. if the crew is stronger than you if they outnumber you for instance yeah. and you know and if and if you know they're stronger than you then you have the, the incentive is instantly counteracted. You have no incentive. Not necessarily. You have no because because well, I mean, I I've, I speak I speak firsthand. Yeah. Because we've had crew we've had crews sink our ship, and we're like, we're never going to win this. Yeah. And you come back in, and then one of two things happen: either you don't bother to chase the crew down because you know you're not going to win, yeah. or they come back and find you anyway. So you you genuinely can't win, and you're like why do i bother yeah. you know why do i bother doing all this hard work you know i'm and you know if i could go and start stealing other people's treasure mm -hmm. i may well do that in that scenario but given that i can't yeah i'm stuck doing the same things again going in a sort of you know if put it this way it's one of those things where if you could pay to win you know pay to earn gold i probably would be by that point you yeah. know i'd be like Right, I can't actually get where I want to be in the game because other players happen. Yeah. You know, not that I want to discredit their ideas of how they want to play the game. Now, that's the whole point of how the game works. But if I want to actually get anywhere in it, I need to be able to, you know, do stuff. It's like, you know, people ask me, what level are you in all the uh, factions? I'm like, I don't know because A, the UI's not narrated. Yeah. And uh, even if I, you know, even if I did know, I wouldn't be able to undertake the voyages solo. So, you know, you wouldn't just be, uh, you know, arguably wasting my time, but you're wasting the time of three other people. Yeah. Because for me to get anywhere in this game, I really, from my experience anyway, I've had to have a full crew with me at all times mm -hmm. because it's one person to guide me and then the two people to sort of do everything else. Yeah. So unless, of course, the third person is actually also doing stuff as well. So it's a, it's a very interesting balance. I'm not trying to say 
you know, all the experience is just me. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I don't know. I've, I know of other people who've really wanted to play this game. Yeah. And they've been turned off by the lack of accessibility. Once that were to lift, I'd be very interested to see what would happen if those people got into these very frustrating situations so these are these and these yeah. are the things that i was i was I'm, I'm glad that we're getting into because i i'm coming at it from as as much of an opposite uh regardless of how i personally feel as i possibly can because i yeah which is fine i i, I like the i i like having the discussion around um what how do, how do we do something that enables other people who don't have full ability of of their faculties to be able to to access the game and enjoy it uh or you know sorry i, I worded that wrong but um no 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 whilst also not jeopardizing the fantasy of other yeah players. yeah i i completely get where cool. you're coming from but um uh, regardless of regardless of what you were trying yes. to say, yes, yeah, thank you. I think I get where you're going. Uh, so I wanted to I wanted to to see kind of what are the the arguments because these are I like having the best arguments for why we should have something like private servers, um, why we should we should readjust how certain things are done in the game because from some perspectives it's going to ruin their fantasy and and it, and and I have to try and argue the the like look it's it's not always because the one thing that i've i've learned about gaming and gamers is everyone likes to win and no one thinks they're going to lose oh of course so, i mean <laughs> <laughs> i no i completely i completely know that and yeah, yeah so the so <laughs> trying to convince others that something that comes to the game that improves the accessibility of other people even if it's something like reducing to hold just to make it easier for people who have nerve damage in their hands i'm going to use that because yeah. I, I love the feature even though i don't need it but that feature brings in other people to play the game and if that's a if that's a, a reasonable trade-off for people having uh quicker quicker means of repairing their ship because they don't have to hold yeah, down the key it's the it's the it's the old thing of i will use whatever i can to win it's not unfair yep. which is a thing in fighting games that has really annoyed me over the years for very for various reasons it's like <laughs> cheap combos people will keep using the same what? Oh, don't, don't even <laughs> like jumping attacks. It's like people will jump in and use the same jumping attack. I'm like, you know, I want to, you know, uppercut you out of the air, but I literally can't yeah. because by the time I go to do my uppercut, the audio cues don't give me enough time to react. Mm -hmm. So you will always win that trade. <sighs> and it's like, you know, this is cheap. And they're like, no, it's not because I'm just using the thing that's in the game. I'm like, yeah, but this, that, and the other. And they're like, no, I don't care. Yep. <laughs> So that's Sorry. so you you totally understand that perspective and and that's the perspective that I have to argue against when it comes to things in like um private servers and earning golden reputation other people are like nah I I did I did things my way and the way I did it was the hardest way it was available for us at the time yeah and you're, and yeah. you're taking that but away from me I mean then if you look at gears uh, gears 5 though mm -hmm. If you look at the character totems that they add for each operation, the first uh, the first set they added, they needed five challenges to be complete, five separate challenges, which were I think 
let's just let's just say for argument's sake, forty rounds of verses, mm-hmm. um, eighteen chapters of escape. <laughs> um, what was it? Sixty thousand k, uh, sixty thousand XP in horde. Or no, sixty thousand XP across everything, yeah. and so many waves in horde. Plus maybe another thing, but the point being, um, that was then reduced to just earning. I think it was maybe 50 or 60k XP mm-hmm. for the newer ones. And there were loads of people saying, are they going to change the old ones? And the coalition were like, no, we're not going to change the old ones. Uh, yeah. So, you know, people people were frustrated, but at the same time, you know, they were like, well, oh, fine, it's, it's something. Yeah. And I think it's an interesting way of looking at it, though, because if I can't, it, bringing it back to Sea of Thieves, if I can't earn gold and reputation you know in public servers because other players are physically not enabling me to do so you know you could cut you could come in on a really bad week for the game you could come in and get nowhere in a week yeah probably and you know if that happened several weeks running which you know let's be honest it's not out of the realms of possibility Mm -hmm. then you know, you would have you would have massive issues, and you wouldn't want to actually play yeah. unless there was a way for you to earn gold and reputation outside of the the uh, reach of other players. You and that would only be reasonably facilitated via you know sort of private servers, at least in what I'm thinking. Well, you're not because Tall Tales, you still have players. Yeah. Arena, you still have players, of course, and you know, you know, and that's it. You you have no if you just wanted to play around with your friends or you wanted to do serious stuff, you never know. Yeah. Then you have no way of doing that without other people potentially getting in your way. Now that's fine and all, but if you're actually trying to, you know, say you wanted to do a charity challenge of, I want to see how long it takes me to get to level 50 in a faction Mm -hmm. when you're at, I don't know, level 40 or something. You, you know, and you want to do that in relative peace. You don't want to have to deal with the, toxicity of it but you just want to do it through doing voyages you can't currently do that yeah which is a real shame it's it's funny because what you're talking about is something that i still see from time to time i still see uh on twitter people who are frustrated with their experiences in the game they picked up they were they were trying to play solo and solo is the the hardest way to play the game and that's not that's, yep, that's agreed, not agreed. presented when you are jumping into a game you're not you're you're basically told that the ship is light and nimble and it can turn fast but you're gonna be outgunned you, yeah but they don't say hey yeah solo is hard mode don't do this jump into yeah, jump into no. and, and yeah. also the the thing that i wanted to point up too is for 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 you i i would imagine trying to play through the maiden voyage is almost impossible uh being i i went into it to see if it had accessibility in and it doesn't yeah so at least not yet um so i'd be i'm actually kind of curious to know how that even works because i've not really looked into it to see how you know whether you can have other people with you on that whether (laughs) and i didn't think you could which is the main problem and you know for me i have to have like it's not that i you know it's not that i don't want to you know enjoy the game with other people it's that i have to have other people with me to even enjoy the game Mm -hmm. 
and you know in its current state that is let's be let's be honest and fair about it you know if accessibility features do come along that improve it that allow me to play on my own that's a whole other story that we can you know possibly revisit in future so <laughs> but with this it's a matter of come to join me crew lad welcome aboard you know if i was a new player coming into the sea of Thieves and it says press x for maiden voyage or whatever it is i'd be like oh that sounds interesting i'd press it wait the while it takes for it to load mm -hmm. and then realize i have no idea what to do where to go oh wait it's just like being in a normal sea of thieves game yeah so it doesn't the maiden voyage ironically doesn't actually currently lend anything doesn't actually give anything over just jumping into a game with some randoms which is tough because that's intended to be the introductory for the game you're you have to jump into maiden voyage if you're a new player since that came out so if do you have to though? When yeah, that's the key. When when you does it actually force you into it? It forces you. Yeah, if you're a new player, you've never played Sea of Thieves. You download it off a of Game Pass and you play it as of uh, the 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 update. I think it was October 2019. If you are possibly yeah yeah, if you're just getting into the game, the first thing you can do, the only thing you can do, is play through Maiden Voyage. Once you've completed main wow. voyage, you cannot you cannot get into that, and that's that's something that I'm. If if there's a way to exit out of that, I haven't found it because that's that was something that I noticed when it when I first I, booted mm, up. Uh, I will have to. Insiders. I will have to have a look because I wonder if you can actually. I wonder if you can just pause the game, leave game, and then go back into the main menu because I know. You, Ooh. I. I that's I a good. That's what I did. That's a good point. I hadn't considered like, that. Like, as in, leave the game in exactly the same way as you would a standard Sea of Thieves yeah, game. Yeah, you might. I think actually, that's literally what I ended up doing. You might actually because I, I to went do that. To test that. I, I either I one of two things happened, and I don't remember which. I either had to leave the game via quitting it from the the guys, mm -hmm. or I had to leave it via quitting it like a standard Sea of Thieves game and going back into the standard like menu setup. I think you might be able to do and speak, that. And, and speaking of the standard menu setup, there's an interesting point there. Mm -hmm. uh, not all the menu structure is narrated yet. At least when I last looked, it wasn't. The Emporium, oh, yeah. uh, the point where Rare asks you to give, give money, essentially, mm -hmm. that's not narrated at all. And uh, I would love to buy a cat, but I can't, which uh, really sucks. So I really do, especially considering the, uh, the main menu and everything works, if a little... Uh, oddly compared to what you'd expect but uh to at least just to kind of breach some of the the talking points i did want to run through a couple things for people if uh so they can at least be aware of this so uh in the notes there are a few tweets that went out this week that i think people should be aware of um the athena's trial is a four-week competitive event that is over on twitch so this is uh brought to us by the uh sea of champions if i recall correctly if you have Twitch drops enabled, which all you have to do is go to seethieves.com slash Twitch underscore drops, I believe, and you can link your Twitch account to your, your Sea of Thieves Microsoft account. And as long as you're watching at least 30 minutes, uh, or at least just have the tab open uh, it, with it not being muted, um, you can watch 30 minutes of any of the, the Twitch uh, partners who are competing in the in the event and earn the obsidian hull 
on the uh, well, this is already passed, but May seventh, they're going to be uh, putting this out. But they are going to be re yeah. gonna be repackaging the Obsidian hull with the updates on the fourteenth, the twenty first, and the twenty eighth, with the various ship parts mentioned in those tweets. Yeah. So if, uh, anyway, if you missed out on those, sorry for kind of filling in on your. Nope, sounded great. Appreciate it. Uh, so yeah, if you if you wanted to get the Obsidian uh, set. And not necessarily the cannons, uh, capstan, and figure uh, helm. Um, this is the best way that you're going to be able to do it. Uh, the other thing that is coming in is the uh, competition of courage, which is a two-week event. That's or a little more than two weeks. That's going on right now. This is. Uh, I think it's three, isn't it? Until the twenty-eighth. Looks like. The... Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think eleven fifty-nine. Three weeks. So it's it's a yeah. we're, we're already into it. Um, there's three challenges, and I I'm hesitant to to read off the requirements because from what I've seen on Twitter, it seems like there might be a little mix up on what gets awarded for each thing. But essentially, there are three cosmetics that you can earn. There's a boots of courage, a cutlass of courage, and a figurehead of courage. And the figurehead of courage is is uh really the it's adorable it's a, a basically the figurehead is a lion who has a, a very large full mane of hair uh with a couple scars across his face and he's kind of perched up on a on a, a a bit of wood and he has these big uh gold wings big feathery gold wings out his back that kind of wrap around the sides of the the front of the ship and in his mouth he's actually got a, a blade it looks like a, a, a dagger or sword uh it's got the the normal kind of hilt and uh the the figure head itself is is i don't know i think it's probably one of the more durable figure heads that i've i've seen um but you'll be able to play in the arena basically for for the arena if you're looking to uh to, to get these the main thing that you have to do is finish one contest win 20 contests and earn 25,000 silver from those contests. So you're locked into at bare minimum 20 wins. Uh, if you, if you want to, uh, get the, the figurehead, then you'll have to, to win at least 20 times. But the goal of this is to try and drive engagement in arena, uh, since the update, because they, they went and took out the maps. They have just the one, uh, the one chest with the beacon, and you just basically have the one turn in point. Um, the thing that I wanted to, to kind of give people a heads up on is that this event is really showcasing some of the pain points that I had when, when we were talking uh, a few weeks back about how Arena feels like it's going to be a bit of a camp fest. And from what I've seen and from what I've, I've uh, heard anecdotally, a lot of folks are frustrated with something that I'm sure you can, you can uh, appreciate, and that's being camped on your ship uh, or, or having your ship locked down by people um, and not really having any kind of agency uh, in, in, <laughs> in playing. So if anyone feels that pain in Arena right now, imagine what Sightless Combat has to deal with on uh, 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 just every sea of thieves voice every session much. <laughs> yeah so it's it's something that needs to get addressed um 
I, I think the thing that needs to get addressed is the actual game mode. I think the thing that worked for Arena that didn't work for Arena was the fact that you had multiple paths of winning. It wasn't always just ship combat and it wasn't uh, always just chests. This has, has shown a light on how stubborn and how willing people are to just camp the turn in point or lock down ships and just try to to farm kills to get to get silver because either someone's hoarding the chest or they're guarding the turn in point and there's not really a good way to to uh, approach it because you're swimming with a chest so you have to have multiple people attack the actual turn in point whilst dealing with a bunch of other people trying to chase after you in boats with cannons to try and take take the chest so i i don't know what the arena team needs to do to try and drive engagement but i think the first thing they need to do is open up multiple modes of playing the arena and make it less centric on one type of mode because it doesn't feel I like think, sorry I was yeah gonna, <laughs> yeah yeah feel free so i was gonna interject and just say there's an interesting uh point as well here in terms of uh the idea of you know twitch drops um i'm mm shocked really if i'm going to be honest that uh given sea of thieves is an xbox uh, game studios title yeah and microsoft has mixer yeah i am absolutely i mean the only reason i'm not shocked is because twitch has a, a massive viewer base but other than that it would drive engagement over to mixer it would allow for easier claiming of rewards as well mm -hmm. because uh, twitch drops i sat there the other day trying to link my account and it took me far longer than it had any right to mm -hmm. um to actually do it uh which was a real shame but i think i got all the rewards that's the other thing with sea of thieves if you get cosmetics you can't actually easily check yeah whether you got those at least not not without sight you can't um from my experience anyway there there is a website but that you the, can go yeah. to with twitch um, but they really don't advertise like where you can go to to see what you've earned. I from may from... have seen it. I may have not seen it. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's um, not. I know visible. when they did. Um, I know when they did one of the contests. I think it was last year, or um, I can't remember what it was. But you had to essentially watch a certain amount of uh, mm -hmm. of streams, and you would earn rewards from from that. Yeah. Uh, I then, you know, when it was on Mixer, it was just so much easier because yeah. it was the Mixer loot stuff. So it would just pop up as a little button in the, like for me in the top of the screen, I'd be able to just find that button, press it. It would open the tab. I could then press, uh, you know, get code and then it'd give me the code and I'd be like, okay, just plug this into the Xbox app and redeem it. And it worked. Yeah. So, so if, you know, that's much easier than doing sort of Twitch drops, I, which is where, you know, you just have to hope and pray that you get it, really. <laughs> so I, I just, I, I, while you were, you were kind of explaining that, I, I, I went and I took a, took a look at uh, how I figured it out. I actually had to go into my notifications and click on the notification that let me know when I got the Omen cosmetics. And it took me to twitch.tv forward slash inventory. And when you're logged in, it'll actually show you the Twitch drops that you have uh, gotten and the corresponding games. Let me see if I can actually find that on here. Let me see if it actually works. So I'm not saying it won't work or will, but... Hopefully it will. <laughs> but you 
you do bring up a good point. Yeah, only seems to show the ones that I've actually got, but that's good. That actually does work, and that is actually accessible. I'm using good in that instance. I was using NVDA under Mozilla Firefox on Windows 10. If you're interested, for those of you who are listening, you might be interested in that kind of thing. Um, and uh, yeah, that seems to all be readable, and all the images have names, which is good. So it's not just graphic blank image or anything like that. Good, which does happen. Actually, that that brings up an extra point that I was going to say to you earlier during your uh, your description as well. Mm. Really good description of the uh, the figureheads. I'm shocked that they don't have alt text on the or like or images plus alt text that I've seen of any of these. Um, not saying it doesn't exist. I've just never I've not come across it. To speak on uh, the the whole mixer thing, I I actually 100% agree with you with the the with Mixpot in general. I'm really shocked that there hasn't been hasn't been more engagement with Mixer uh, and Microsoft. And also because the Sea of Thieves streams happen on Twitch, they happen on multiple platforms. They happen on Twitch. They happen on YouTube. Mixer, and I think they happen on YouTube as well. Yeah. But the only chat they seem to engage with, though, correct me if I'm wrong, is the Twitch chat. They they do they do interact with the other ones, um, and and I have spoken with John, and and I've I've tried to I've I've hopped over to Mixer chats, uh, and and asked questions through there, and so I do know that they do, but I I would say that as far as the engagement goes, a lot of the engagement does tend to lean towards Twitch, um, which I don't know if that's due to uh, just how fast the Twitch loads versus Mixer and YouTube, or uh, where the engagement what do you is. Mean how fast it loads? How, how do you mean? Uh, there's a bit of a delay if you're watching the three streams. Twitch is the one that actually has the the lower uh, latency between when stuff when stuff Re- gets really. Yeah, it, it, but it's that that, but, that surprises me because Mixer's nearly one to one whenever I've worked with it a lot of it depends on um so like if if uh if they were to uh, and a lot of this came from trial and error trying to give out the obsidian six-pack codes they would post post those up and twitch was always the 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 site that was first to show those uh, when they would switch over to it. So people started kind of feeding over towards Twitch because if you wanted to try and get the code, you had to try and um, uh, get it before anyone else did. So Twitch was the the place where there was a, a shorter mm. time. So it, it was weird because a lot of people were kind of having to, to go there if they wanted to get those codes. Um, but yeah, I, I do think that, that the that mixer doesn't get quite as much attention those mix pots are great i love how easily they tie into xbox and and how nice it is i've been streaming on twitch so long that i i don't know how i transition from twitch to mixer and still retain like i i would have to make like a a, a shroud or or ninja level announcement and and have it all planned out so that people could have time to cancel their subs and uh, let those run which isn't out. impossible though. Let's be fair. No, no. <laughs> it, it, a lot of it just comes down to free time and and where my efforts are better spent, uh, either working on on the podcast or, or developing the community or or actually playing the games that I talk about. Uh, so it's 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 just depends on uh, 
is it is it something that makes sense for the time that I would have to put into it? And yeah, no, that that makes sense. But admittedly, um, I mean, the reason I stream on Mixer is because it's arguably the more accessible platform. Yes, Twitch has people working on accessibility with it. Yeah, but it's far easier for me to go into a Mixer stream than it is to go into a Twitch one. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, to to unmute a stream, so streams start muted on on certain platforms at certain points in time. Yeah, let's just leave it there. You know, I'm not going to go into the finer details of it, but essentially, you know, if I go into Mixer, I just find the unmute button and press. Mm-hmm. Whereas on Twitch, currently, I have to colla- I have to go to the bottom of the screen. I have to collapse the chat. Then I have to find the the button that's where where it's currently muted. Then I have to press it. Then I have to go back and expand the chat, and then I have to find the chat box to start typing in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so super easy. That's what that's what I'm getting. Super easy. Super yeah. Easy. It's, it's the easiest thing ever. <laughs> Even easier than trying to play arena without sighting Sea of Thieves. Um, <laughs> so the- I mean, I I would genuinely, just to be clear, I would genuinely love to be able to play arena. I would really, if I was ever able to. Yeah. Uh, I would I would love to you know particularly if I mean it'd be even better if I got a win but you know as we've said all gamers think they're going to win and they never think they're going to lose I mean, but I would l- it would be amazing to actually be able to be like I have no sight and I helped win an arena match in Sea of Thieves I mean, that would be pretty cool I'd I'd love to be able to say that and I have sight so I mean you know <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there and with I you I think that's the other thing I think that's the other thing limiting cosmetics to like say say you know say I wanted that figurehead, mm-hmm. I would have to take a massive gamble on being put with a crew that I that would be willing to work with me in the first place. Yeah, it, and then we'd have to win. Yeah, essentially you would have to try and and pull in people who know exactly the situation the scenario and that's not always it's it's funny that we talk about accessibility in games and sometimes i wonder if we're forgetting about the accessibility of people that have to that have to be in the have to be in the ecosystem in in the first place just so that you can actually approach some games that to even test to see if they have accessibility options to even play the game and yeah i mean that's why i do my reviews i I try and get review codes for games and sometimes you just can't and in that particular in some instances you just have to buy the game which you know if you're if you're paying you know the the stereotypical 60 dollars plus yeah for a game you know, and it's not accessible, that's a real problem. Yeah. And that's really frustrating. Fortunately, though, you know, Game Pass is really good. I bought Sea of Thieves after I'd played it for a couple of years. I actually bought it when it was on sale. It was on sale for 50% off. Yeah. I had some extra rewards credits and I bought it for nine ninety nine. Nice. And I was like, yay, £10 for Sea of Thieves. And the best part of it was, of course, I'd already played it for a couple of years. So arguably I'd already got my money's worth. So there's yeah. that. Is that way of looking at it? Yeah, definitely. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm definitely interested to see where it goes. I will, you know, as much as I, I it may, as much as it may seem like I was sort of having a go at players that run around stealing other people's treasure, I that was just a an instant reaction. Really, I, I wasn't completely sort of uh, thinking the 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 concept of it through when I reacted to that. I just wanted to make that clear. I've 
I know exactly what I was trying to say and thinking of, but I think I put it a little too strongly initially. Well, that's the... I hope that, that, I hope that comes across. That's the honest reaction that a lot of people have. And that's, that is the, that's the emotion that the game has to get past for people to want to continue engaging with it. And if, and, and you bring up a really good point in that, in that instance where if you run into that multiple times, you're not going to want to play the game. And that hurts me because that's the thing that I, I hope for the most. And if, if people, if we aren't addressing the hard points on what makes the game fun, what makes the game not fun and is this a limitation to accessibility or is this a fault in the gameplay loop? Then it's... Or is it both? Because it can both. genuinely be both. Is there something that can be designed around to improve that? Or do do there does there need to be a bigger discussion uh, around what type of game that can be offered outside of that? Because at the end of the day, not every game is going to be for everyone, but every everyone no. should be available for every game. And, and everyone should have the the ability to choose yes. whether a game is for them. So, you know, if I go into a puzzle game, I want to be able to play the puzzle game and either say, oh, my God, this is absolutely terrible. I don't want to play this or be like, yay, this is the most amazing puzzle game ever. I'm going to play it 25 hours a day. Yeah. You know, whatever. I need, <laughs> you know, players need agency. Yep. And, you know, I mean, the reason I started playing Sea of Thieves was just because I was curious as to how well it would work and i wanted to you know have this kind of teamwork game going on and i really enjoy i you know i've had so many as much as i've i've said you know i've had issues with you know players being frustrating for various reasons whatever i've really had so many positive voyages on the sea of thieves over the years mm -hmm. and you know i met so many good people i've met a few other people i've voyaged with in person um, if you've uh, seen my streams for Sea of Thieves, you will see that I uh, wear an eye patch on stream deliberately, but that was actually crafted for me as part of a contest. Um, I need a second one, really. Uh, yeah, that'd be good. I need good. two, one over each eye. Um, <laughs> because you... rare, if you could get that in, if you could get that in as a cosmetic, that would be amazing. Because I'd love to put that on. That'd be an funny. eye patch over each eye for my pirate. That'd be brilliant. Uh, <laughs> partly because then it would make it completely accurate to what I say to most people when I go in, and I'm working with a random crew well, i'll just be like you know to to explain it i'll just say you know i've got no sight and they're like wait what how are you even and i'll be like look put it this way i'm a pirate with an eye patch over each eye <laughs> <laughs> and they're like wait you're you're trolling aren't you and i'm like no nah. nope i'm not trolling whatsoever <laughs> that's great that'd be fun and it's so, and yeah. it wouldn't be unprecedented because we do have blind bob down in the uh the athena's uh tavern uh I've never, I've never been there. I, I, I hope to one day hit Pirate Legend. I doubt I will, but you never know. I might end up doing it one day. So you can go down there as long as you have a Pirate Legend in your crew. But getting to go down there on your own accord is one of the most satisfying things in this game. And and that's the thing. I just wonder how long with the game in its current state it would actually take me to not only get to pirate legend but know i was going to get there yeah yeah <laughs> well i i i think we've 
pretty much covered most of everything. I'm going to leave off the the trailer that we had uh, alluded to earlier on because it's it's really good. But essentially, it's a, a machinima, and um, they they went through and edited a lot of footage that they took together to try and recreate the Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's No Tales uh, movie trailer. Uh, I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes if you want to check it out. It's the and it is a, it is a, by all accounts, at least from what you've told me, Logan, it is a good trailer. Uh, the irony, of course, and this is a key thing, if you're going to edit things together, try and, uh, you know, it'd be, it's always good to have extra thing, extra reasons to watch over the original trailer for gamers like myself who can't see. So essentially, as great as this trailer is and as brilliant as all the people who put all this hard work in yeah. are, there is no reason for me to watch this trailer over the original because there's no difference in the audio at all. Yeah. Which is a real shame because I've, you know, I've watched Halo ones over the years that have deliberately used the audio from that. I know Halo has kind of machinima baked into it, mm -hmm. but it's not to say that Sea of Thieves couldn't have that either in the future. That would be amazing. Well, that's that's what um, I, I'm hoping for. This is the first time I've ever that, seen that'd be, that. That would be great yeah. to see if they actually end up doing that. But it's it's yeah, it's definitely an endeavor that's worth celebrating. The fact that people have taken the time to make. A thing that arguably shouldn't work, yep. uh, in the context of Sea of Thieves at least, work extremely well, at least from what you've told me. So <laughs> Yeah. So the So yeah, the, shout out to all those people. The trailer itself is is almost shot for shot with replacing so they're even to the point where they uh spliced together more more people in costumes like uh they they actually have a scene where it looks as though jack sparrow is um kind of doing the the build rat dance where he's flailing his arms and he's off uh balance and he's kind of uh, tipping one way and the other and you've got a, a a large bunch of pirates who are all dressed in very regal uh Im imperial outfits um very much like the the british navy and they're all shooting in their eye reaches towards him but the implication is is that they can't hit him because he's so so off balance <laughs> and, and off kilter, maneuverable very very matrix like <laughs> and it, it doesn't it because it's using the audio from the trailer it doesn't it doesn't really show some of the the uh, editing work that went into into this trailer because he the the person that did this uh del roy did a great job and i think it's something that has a place in sea of thieves sea of thieves the game is is uh awesome it's got tons of cosmetics there's so much that you can do with it and having private servers is is just more more it just gives a, an extra reason for private servers yes. doesn't it being able to you know imagine if you could make a full a sort of machinima of you know a voyage mm -hmm. to like one of the islands for the order of souls you could tell a full story with that yeah if you really wanted to but of course you'd need arguably you'd need a private server to do it yep um to or at least no to do it justice i think would be a good way to you know and you could even you know if you could invite crews into your private server you know who would then be you know uh willing to work with you i think is a good way to put it not like as in they would be crews who sort of uh you know aren't going to just come and steal all your stuff yeah but they'd be willing to at least engage in a fight with you yeah like a sort of straight cannon battle you know that'd be cool you know to yeah to be able to factor those things in as well well and i think that's the thing it would just be essentially what sea of thieves already does but with selected crews so you could still get 
you know, uh, let me work the numbers out. You could still get, you know, four people to a crew, you know, 24, you know, 30 odd people on a server in the and you could still have a good time yeah in in the fun the thing that i think a lot of people um would would be kind of railing against has more to do with the fact that you you lose that that player engagement you lose that that uh spontaneity of of a ship coming and trying to to take the sense stuff. of mistake yeah yeah i agree but i would i i see that too but then you could easily just have that as a separate mode i mean i play horde in private matches in gears 5 yeah simply because you know i'm normally with people so i'm normally with people who i've played the game with regularly or people who i'm going to show how i play the game in the first place but you know i don't want to match make with randoms while i'm doing that if i want to do that i can go and feel free to just match make with a bunch of randoms and see how far we get Mm -hmm. but it's it's choice it's freedom of choice it's options it's player agency and i think that's really where it's going to be interesting to see where the next year and beyond of Sea of Thieves is going to go. Yeah. Because Sea of Thieves so far has been an absolutely brilliant experience. It's been great to be able to directly contribute to a crew because, you know, they can't steer the ship without me. And sometimes they even make jokes that I'm a better driver than most of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and it's all because I have to take orders directly from my crew. Yeah. So, you know, if you and I were were sailing together, Logan, you'd have to just say, you know, four left, three right, whatever, five right. And, you know, we'd be sort of communicating that way. Mm-hmm. And once you get that dynamic going, then it does definitely uh, sort of bond a crew together. Actually, for those of you who are interested in trying that and you want to sort of learn more, if you want to ask me as well, you can feel free to actually yeah. find the videos on my channel. But I'd be open to potentially answering questions on you know, the navigation aspect of it, or, you know, if anyone wants to, is interested in crewing up and doing that, or having me watch footage of you trying to navigate in the same way, that'd be quite fun. Yeah, so... <laughs> you just get you just get people just uh, sort of trying to sail in, in the same circumstances and, uh, you know, doing varying degrees of well with it. <laughs> yeah, so, and to, to kind of wrap things up here, um, where can people get a hold of you if they wanted to to reach out to you with this? So you can find me on Twitter at Sightless Combat, uh, that's with a K, and on my, well, I mean, pretty much everywhere you can find me as Sightless Combat, so YouTube, uh, Mixer as well, uh, where I stream soon to be, well, I say as of tomorrow of this time of recording, uh, it'll be three days, uh, three days a week, so it'll be Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays is my current schedule as of the time of this recording. Um, all the schedule is actually on my Mixer page anyway. Um, you can find my all the rest of my content, including my reviews and uh, other things like that, on www.sightlesscombat.com as well, if you want to go and have a look there. But uh, thank you very much, Logan, for this great opportunity to talk Sea of Thieves for two, two hours. hours-ish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's my pleasure. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, it's, it, I always enjoy talking about Sea of Thieves. There's actually highlight, there's highlight videos on my channel that I've uh, edited together from uh, a couple of Sea of Thieves streams. Yeah. Um, there's some fishing in there. There's some, uh, I'm trying to think what else is in there, but there's a, there's a bunch of things on my channel, not just Sea of Thieves content. There's Gears content, there's Halo content, there's Killer Instinct content. 
there's about 150 odd ranked videos of killer instinct on there yeah um from over the years but see if these are definitely a thing that i'm looking to stream looking to carry on with and uh, if any of you are ever interested in uh, crewing up and uh, answering like asking questions of me in terms of how the game works as a gamer without sight you know then do feel free to let me know uh, because i'm i'm always interested in sort of letting people understand how it works um but to to you know use a quote that i've used so many times over the past sort of year and year and a bit that it's been available as an ad on youtube um to quote the microsoft super bowl ad which was widely you know widely mm. praised and widely acclaimed yes. and talked about so much for good reason as well such a good video um when it yeah when everybody plays we all win and i think that's a key thing to to remember and also the idea of you know nothing about us without us and design for one solve for many yeah as well because you know even though you might think that a feature won't be useful for you know one like for the majority of people it'll be useful for more people than you're thinking it will be yeah so subtitles are massively useful for you know 97 percent of players i think left those turned on yeah in uh one of the latest uh, Ubisoft titles, I, I forget which one, but essentially, you know, accessibility options hit a bigger market than you'll expect. They actually impact more people than you think they will, and they'll help, they'll assist more people than you definitely probably expect they would. So, you know, yeah. when everybody plays, we all win. That's the key thing to yep. remember here. And I can't. And uh, thank you, Logan, for this great opportunity. Yeah, I can't thank you really enough for, for for coming on. And this won't be the the last interaction. I'm sure we'll we'll get a chance to talk again soon. Um, and I can't think of a better way to end it. So that's going to do it for this episode. Um, I'm I'm going to be doing the outro and all that good jazz as per usual uh, after after this. And I will see you guys all on the other side. Alright Pirates, that's going to do it for this episode of Keelhauled. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed the conversation that I had with Sightless Combat. As always, all the links to his social medias is going to be in the show notes and since I found out that you guys read those I really appreciate that. Thank you. And with that, Pirates, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me there's always uh, good ways to do it on Twitter at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. You can always reach me by email at C-A-P-T L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. And just to round out the episode because I figured why not we did get a new review in two new reviews if i recall uh the way 78910 says play the game i love it five stars thank you and a uh, huge fan five star doofus 3333 uh wrote in and says uh becoming a huge fan of the game recently after dropping it after the release i was searching for something to fix the itch when i wasn't playing this is it thanks captain for putting together the podcast i listen and subscribe on spotify and as many of you do listen on spotify i do want to thank you for that i enjoy the fact that a lot of you have found the podcast through spotify since they are pushing a lot of podcasts along with their music it's always free to listen to if you want to get rid of ads there's always a stitcher or no spotify premium which i finally subscribed to but i got a hulu thing with it but you don't care about that you want to get going and i don't blame you so pirates with that thank you i love you and i look forward to sailing with you on the sea of thieves
Yep, I see that or not. <laughs> it's always always a good joke to just kind of throw casually. 